Welcome to Friends and Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories. Novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, and Patty Callahan Henry are four longtime friends with more than 70 published books between them. Together, they host Friends and Fiction with author interviews and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing to highlight and support independent bookstores. They discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. It is the first week of 2024, and it is time for Friends in Fiction, so let's get rolling. I'm Kristen Harmel. I'm Christy Woodson-Harvey. I am Patty Callahan-Henry. And I'm Mary Kay Andrews. And this is Friends and Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories to support indie bookstores, authors, and librarians. Now, for this first episode of the new year, the four of us wanted to gather together to walk you through some of the exciting changes coming to Friends and Fiction in 2024. But first, just a quick reminder to check out all the fun things going on in our Friends and Fiction community at friendsandfiction.com. There you'll find links to our bookshop.org page, to the Friends and Fiction official book club with Brenda and Lisa, to our podcast, and to our weekly email newsletter sign up. In other words, if you want to know more about anything Friends and Fiction offers, we and we offer a lot, check us a out lot. at friendsandfiction.com. Also, I want to remind you that this incredible Friends and in Fiction community, which is now nearly a quarter of a million <laughs> members strong, who would have thought that when Mary Kay Andrews texted us and said, let's get together on a Zoom? <laughs> I mean, wow. a quarter of a million members strong. It was founded and is run by the four of us. All of us are New York Times bestselling authors all with books coming out this year. Mary Kay has The Summers at the Saint on June 20, no, May 7th. Christy has A Happier Life on June 25th. And Kristen and I have our paperback of our 2023 novels coming out this spring. The Secret Book of Flora Lee will be on paperback on April 2nd. And The Paris Daughter will be out in paperback on May 14th for Kristen. It is gearing up to be a huge 2024 not to mention the guest list that we'll talk about in a minute. Hey, the guest list. That's a good title. Mm. <laughs> and we hope that if you're enjoying our show, you'll consider supporting us by buying our books, checking them out from the library, and talking to your friends about them. I just have to say that would have been the perfect title for A Happier Life. You know how we like had to brainstorm for like a million oh. years. The guest list. That would have been great. Oh, I think that is. That's a Rebecca Searle book. I think it is. And no. I, I I love A Happier Life. I think that's a great title. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. That's it's good. all good. Never We're mind. the worst the way we second guess ourselves. <laughs> I know. The worst. <laughs> all right. Now, just a little background on us, if you haven't been with us since the beginning. And if you're wondering, who the hell are these women? <laughs> Why are they on my screen? Okay. So for, yeah. <laughs> for the past nearly four years now, since April of 2020, we have, we have been producing a weekly web show. And then soon after, we added an additional weekly podcast. 
We've now put out 197 episodes of the Wednesday Night Web Show and 153 episodes of our podcast. We've brought you more than 400 guests over 45 months together. And we have drunk so much wine. <laughs> Meg forgot to add up the gallons, but go ahead. Yeah. Now, since we got our start, the world has opened up a lot more. And as authors, we are back to full-fledged book tours. Yep. All of us are at home a lot less. So life, that means life is back to its same old hectic pace. Oh boy, is it. So with that in mind, we have decided to streamline things just a bit here at Friends in Fiction going into the new year. Beginning this month, which is January of 2024, we will have one live Wednesday night web show each month. All four of us will host this episode live, and that show will have one featured guest whose book we are particularly excited about, and which we will be calling the Friends in Fiction Show Pick of the Month. This author and book will have loads of extra content. Mm -hmm. And we will still have a podcast episode each Friday, but now we will also be recording the video of those podcast interviews, which we will release on Wednesday evenings at seven o'clock, just like always. So if you're used to watching us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel each week, and we hope you are, we will still be posting fresh video content in both places every single Wednesday evening. And if you're used to listening to us on our podcast, you can still find fresh content posted there every single Friday, just like you can now. It is the same show. The Wednesday show and the Friday show are the same. One is by video, one is by audio. We talked about this briefly on our year-end finality holiday office party where I did not win for the ugly sweater contest. <laughs> Me neither. I don't know. Where Kristen won well, because she know. had a cat on a piece of pizza. So there was that. There was a pig on that pizza too, I think. There, yes, there? yes. I think a pig okay. and a cat both flying on the piece of pizza. And, and she kept saying like, y'all don't even need to try. I'm going to win. And I kept being like, yeah, yeah. That's just Kristen talking junk to us. And then when she came on, it was like, Oh, we were like, we give. Oh, sorry, I tried was, to we tapped you. out. Yeah. It's really ugly. <laughs> Terribly, yes. I so actually, a bit of a tangent. I, I actually just washed it in the washing machine, and I believe it is half disintegrated. So the, the playing field is leveled for next year. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know. That can make it better. Patty's <laughs> got, uh, got a wowzer of a one for next year already. Yep. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but let one. me tell you, the one I ordered that I couldn't figure out why it wasn't here it's because I forgot to change the address in my um, website and I had sent a gift to my daughter oh. and clicked to buy it. And it, Megan texted me yesterday holding up this really hideous sweater and said, who sent this to me? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Mommy dearest. I was like, there it is. There it is. Okay. So based on the most frequently asked questions in our comment threads after the holiday office party where I did not win, <laughs> the thing we want to emphasize the most is this. Friends in Fiction will still be bringing you a new author guest every single week all year long. Yes, that's right. The only change is that now you will have the option of enjoying all of those interviews and in video format on Facebook and YouTube airing on Wednesdays or an audio format on our podcast airing on Fridays. And then, of course, maybe someone else is going to say this, but in case they don't say this, 
they live there forever. So it's not like if you yes. miss it on Wednesday or you miss it on Friday, it's okay. You don't, you, they still live there forever. So you yep. can watch them whenever yeah. you like. That's true. And for those of you who are accustomed to tuning in every Wednesday night in Facebook and YouTube, don't worry. We're not going nowhere. There will still be a new show posted on the page every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's just that now one of those shows each month will be live. The kind of show you're all used to with all four of us gathered together, interviewing our special featured author guest of the month, where we can see your comments live and where Sean, our Sean, is behind the scenes making everything happen. Something else that was asked about often in the comments a couple weeks back was, which Wednesday each month will we be having that one big live show? The answer is that most months, it will be the third Wednesday of the month, with some exceptions as needed based on our availability and that of our guests, ongoing book tours, holidays, things like that. But most months, it'll be the third Wednesday of the month. We will release a full schedule for every quarter, so you'll always be able to stay aware of all our air dates. And we already have January through March all locked and loaded. Y'all, this guest list, yeah. I'm telling you, we have some truly incredible author guests coming your way. Okay, so let's start by talking about those friends and fiction picks of the month. So Patty, do you want to tell us about our January pick? I do. I'm really excited. I mean, talk about starting the year with a bang. Our January featured author of the month is Kristen Hanna, an all-time favorite of us and of y'all. And y'all, she was our very first guest. Yep. Yeah. Way back in April of 2020, she has been a friend of the show and a friend of ours, and her new book is one of the most expected books of 2024, The Women. It comes out February 6th. The four of us will host Kristen Hanna here on Friends in Fiction for a live web show on Wednesday, January 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Then that same interview will be released on the podcast on Friday, January 19th. So you can watch or you can listen. You get to decide or hey, do both. No matter exactly. how you decide to tune in, we hope you will buy your copies of the women and read it along with us and the whole friends and fiction community. And you know, we always hope that you will um, pre-order your book um, through bookshop.org. Yeah, absolutely. So Christy, do you want to reveal the friends and fiction February pick of the month? Yes, I'm so excited that the four of us will get to welcome Tia Williams to the show in February to talk about her highly anticipated follow-up to her smash success New York Times bestselling Reese pick, Seven Days in June, which I loved, Kristen, I know you loved it yep, too. I did. Um, her new novel is called A Love Song for Ricky Wilde, and it's hitting stores everywhere on February 6th. It centers on the impulsive artistic daughter of a powerful Atlanta dynasty who jumps at the chance to escape her family, move to a Harlem brownstone, and realize her dream of opening a flower shop. It's another swoon-worthy love story of two passionate artists drawn to each other and to the magic of New York with the music stories and dazzling drama of the Harlem, Harlem Renaissance simmering beneath the surface. The Tia Williams Show interview will air live on Wednesday, February 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Friends in Fiction Facebook page and YouTube channel. 
Patty, our March pick, is your friend and someone near and dear to you and our whole Friends in Fiction community, right? What can you tell us? Okay, you guys ready? March is going to be an incredible month, but I am thrilled to say that we were able to get Chris Bajalian to Yay. join us in March. And we got him just in the nick of time, right before he heads out on book tour, to talk to us about his forthcoming novel, The Princess of Las Vegas. If you tuned in for our Thanksgiving mystery guest special, Chris gave us a sneak peek back then. And I can tell you it's about a Princess Diana imposter and her estranged sister who find themselves drawn into a dangerous game of money, murder, organized crime, and family secrets all on the Las Vegas Strip. It will have you flying through the pages, trying to figure out who did what, and I just loved it. So I'm thrilled he's our March pick. It is going to be so much fun to talk to him about that. All right, now let's fill in the blanks. So far, we've only told you about the Friends and Fiction picks of the month. Who are the video podcast guests coming up in the first quarter of 2024? Well, Ron and I will be interviewing Grady Hendricks. His latest book, How to Sell a Haunted House, is just out in paperback, and we're thrilled to get to talk to him about it. Catch that show in video on Wednesday, January 10th, and audio on Friday, January 12th. And then Kristen and I will be talking to Abbott Kaler about her creep-tastic <laughs> and super buzzworthy new thriller called Where You End. So join us for that podcast airing Wednesday, January 24th in video and on the podcast on Friday, January 26th. And then Patty and I will talk to Jennifer Mormon about her enchanting new novel of magical realism, The Magic All Around, in which a treasure hunt through the past reveals one woman's extraordinary gift for arranging the future. I wish I had that gift. You can <laughs> catch that episode the last week of January in video on Wednesday the 31st and hitting the podcast on Friday, February 2nd. And then in February, Ron and I are beyond sight to bring back a favorite of ours, Amy Jo Burns. I absolutely adored her last book, Shiner, and so many in our community did also. Her new book out is called Mercury. And the minute I read it, I texted everybody on this screen and off the screen and said, y'all, this book is so good. And you'll be able to catch that interview and video on Wednesday, February 7th. And on the podcast, guess what? Two days later on the night. Are you getting the pattern here? Yeah. You're getting the theme? Yep. And then the following week, we get to bring back a true favorite of our community and all of us, Kate Quinn. She'll join me and Kristen together with her co-author, Janie Chang, to discuss their new book, The Phoenix Crown. Catch the video of that interview on Wednesday, February 14th, or listen to it on our podcast on Friday, February 16th. And for the final week of February, we are beyond honored to welcome Native American novelist Tommy Orange, whose debut, There There, was a Pulitzer finalist and a winner of the American Book Award. He joins me and Patty to discuss his highly anticipated follow-up novel, Wandering Stars, and you can catch that interview on video on Wednesday, February 28th, and then two days later on the audio podcast on Friday, March 1st. I love any title with the word stars in it. Yeah, same. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Okay. That's going to be great. All right. And then Patty and I will kick March off with a bang as we welcome Rebecca Searle to chat about her new book, Expiration Dates. Look, I have mine right here too, but I'm not going to get it. But oh my gosh, y'all, it was so good. I've already read it. It was amazing. There were We're going to talk to her about this, but there were two times that I went, 
Like I didn't see that coming. It was great, which I didn't like, really expect. Anyway, it was great. Her last book, One Italian Summer, was such a hit. You may have heard of it. <laughs> this one has a really clever premise where the main character, Daphne, receives a slip of paper every time she meets a new man with his name and a number on it, which is the exact amount of time that they will be together. So will she ever get one without an expiration? Join Patty and me for that chat and video on Wednesday 3-6 and on the podcast on Friday 3-8. Next up is someone we are all so incredibly excited about. Anna Quinlan is a beloved number one New York Times bestselling author, journalist, and opinion columnist with a Pulitzer Prize for commentary. Whether it's her million copy seller, A Short Guide to a Happy Life, or her essays on grandparenthood, or her books on the craft of writing, her nonfiction is top notch. But a new Anna Quinlan novel is always cause for celebration. And, you know, one of my all-time favorite books of hers was Still Life with Breadcrumbs. I love that yeah. book so much. I listened to that on audio because of you. It was so beautiful. Right, yeah, so gave I me love- a short guide to a happy life for high school graduation. I still have my class. No way. <laughs> yeah. And now you oh. have a book called A Happier Life. Oh, that's oh, right. That's funny. Weird. Might have a cap fight over that. <laughs> yes, make, yeah. make sure to tune, tune in, in here. Yes. Christy Harvey and Anna Quinlan duke it out. <laughs> so we are gonna celebrate, and you're gonna hopefully join me and Christy on Wednesday, March 20th, airing my on my birthday. The- yeah. <laughs> Is it a big birthday? Airing on the podcast Friday, March 22nd and hear all about her new novel, After Annie. Yep, absolutely. Now, rounding out the first quarter of 2024, Ron and I will be talking to New York Times bestselling author Alison Pataki about her new historical novel, Finding Margaret Fuller. A muse to Ralph Waldo Emerson, a role model to Louisa May Alcott, an inspiration to Nathaniel Hawthorne, and a friend to Henry David Thoreau, Margaret Fuller, I know, right? Margaret Fuller is America's forgotten leading lady, an an inspiring trailblazer, inspired also, and the central figure, figure of a movement that defined a nation. Now, I read this book and loved it. It is an epic reimagining of the life of a fierce adventurer who transcended the rigid roles ascribed to women and changed history for millions, all on her own terms. So that mm-hmm. in, that interview will air in, on video on Wednesday, March 27th, and on the podcast on Friday, March 29th. This is an astounding lineup, and we are so excited about this upcoming season. It really is. And on top of these scheduled shows, we will also occasionally be bringing you some friends and fiction behind the book specials. Now, we'll aim to do a handful of these every month. These will be 10-minute segments where we interview a favorite author with a new release, and we will pin them as featured posts to the Friends and Fiction Facebook page. We will also link those posts in our newsletter, too. So if you want a heads up when one of those special segments is out, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter over at friendsandfiction.com. Okay, so we're going to talk about the newsletter. One of the things we'll also be doing this year, which I am so excited about, and we've been talking about on and off for a while, but is we are going to add an additional issue of our newsletter each month, only available through paid subscription on Substack. There, you will get even more behind-the-scenes information, in-depth interviews, some backstage videos of us in the green room with our authors, Mm -hmm. and valuable writing tips. 
We'll be talking more about this in the coming weeks as we get the project off the runway and up in the air. And of course, that will be an additional offering. Our primary weekly newsletter isn't going anywhere. Yeah, basically what we wanted to do was to figure out how to streamline what we were offering you so that we can bring you the best possible content every month. And of course, as we move into the new year, we'll have some exciting announcements about several Friends and Fiction live events coming up this year where all four of us will gather with you live and in person across the country. Hmm. Okay, ladies. Well, I know we're all really excited about these changes. I know I am, but I'd love to do something now that we haven't done in a while. So usually we have guests on our episodes, so the focus is on them, as it should be. It's really rare that just the four of us get to chat. So I wanted to hear about how Friends in Fiction has changed your life so far over the nearly four years that we've been doing this. Maybe I should say like in three minutes or less, because I think we could all have like 60,000 words. Yes, exactly. has changed our lives. <laughs> okay, I'm going to nab one out of the air. One of the many, many, many ways it's changed my life. Um, it's changed the way I read. Yeah. Um, I mean, in addition to friendship, all the things we talk about all the time and now, I read things I wouldn't have read before. I have... Um, really expanded what kind of reading I like to do. And when I am reading, I'm often thinking about, and right now I'm reading a book by an author who's no longer with us, but I keep thinking about questions I want to ask her, right? What were you thinking when you did this? What inspired this novel? Where did it come from? So it has, and for the good, changed the way I read. Yeah, for I think for me, it's made me more aware of uh, how uh, my work touches the lives of, of, mm -hmm. of all of you out there because you let yep. me know. You let me know right away. You post on the Friends in Fiction page. You, friend, you post on our Friends in Fiction Instagram page. You direct message me. Um, <laughs> you stop me in airports. It's, um, it's, really been quite, it's really been quite something. And it makes me think more yeah. about why I do, why I do what I do. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I, I, I think for me, I feel like everything I've learned comes, or the most important things I've learned come back to putting the friends in friends and fiction. I mean, it has deepened my friendship with you guys. It has deepened my friendship with so many people in our friends and fiction community. It has shown me all of the ways that friendship can lift you up through difficult times from the pandemic and on. Um, and it has shown me how friendships can come from a shared love of books, how we can be coming yeah. from completely different walks of life. We can have different backgrounds. We can have different reading interests even. But if we can find some commonality on the page, I think we can find um, points of connection with each other and, and form friendships that maybe we never expected. Yep. I love that. Well, obviously, I agree with all those things. Yeah. But I'm going to say something different because, you know, y'all said that, um, you know, I think for me, um, it's kind of a reinforcement of that idea that like when you get that little sort of like tingle up your spine or that little feeling in the pit of your stomach, which we're kind of used to as writers, right? Like we yeah. know there's an idea. And when that idea gets us, it's like, we should go with that idea because it's a good one. But I think this was like really sort of out of all of our comfort zones, like, oh, we're yeah. going to go live and like talk to yeah. who wants to hear from us and why <laughs> would we do this? And does this make any sense? 
but we did and we went for it and it grew beyond our wildest expectations. So I think in some ways, friends and fiction has been a reminder that like, sometimes we just have to leap and we can't see where we're going to end up and we can't possibly imagine the journey that we're about to go on. But when we get there, we'll know it and it's going to be amazing. I love it. Um, I think like this is really fun every week, but I think us going on the road and like being on stage with the three of you and getting to see these readers that we love so much is like, just, it's the best. Yeah. So good. Agreed. And, and then we jumped and the net appeared to, to quote a famous philosopher, but also there's some things we've tried that haven't worked, but we're braver in trying them. Right. We're like, why not? Well, you know, and, and good for it. I, I think that teaches us good lessons about our work too, that it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. Like it's okay to say, oops, like I tried that and it didn't work out. That didn't and work. Yeah. Which I think has made us kind of better. And better nobody writers. died. Nobody. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Maybe a character did on the page, but yes, <laughs> yes but that's, but that's that was going to happen yeah. anyhow. Sorry. <laughs> maybe I'm not a writer who can kill a person. On a page. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> I, maybe you're not. I am. <laughs> all right. So we talk to other writers pretty often about process. And since all four of us are usually working on a new novel while we're putting this show on, I would love to ask whether there has been a time that something a guest has said has changed your work in progress or your approach to writing. How about you, Christy? Mm. Oh my gosh. Like so, so many. Um, I will say this though. The one that like, I think jumps out to me the most is Chris back to Kristen Hanna. It came at like a really specific time when I was like, oh, she's speaking to me when she was in our very first guest. And she said, every few books, you have to do something that scares you. And, or she said that terrifies me was actually what she said. And that was at that moment where you guys remember, I was like hemming and hawing about, was I going to write this version of the wedding veil that was this contemporary love story about all these women? Or was I going to write the wedding veil that was the, you know, Edith and Cornelia Vanderbilt version? And when she said that, I was like, okay it terrifies me. I'm going to do it. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. When am I ever going to have time to spend like a year just researching ever again? I'm going to do it. Um, and so I did feel like that was, um, you know, kind of like a good experience for me to have had. And I don't know if I would have done it if that had not been her advice that night was sometimes you have to scare yourself or you never really grow. And I think it's hard. Like it's easy as again, coming back to like, it's really easy to just keep doing the thing that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. How about you, Kathy? Everybody okay? Um, You know, I interviewed Jean, Ron and I interviewed Jean Hamp Corlitz for the podcast um, for her book, The Plot, which was a really twisty book about the writing business. And um, I mentioned to her that when I was reading this book, I couldn't find any characters to root for. (laughs) And she said, it's not my job to create characters that you like. It's my job to write the story that I write and everything else comes second. And, you know, I do want to write characters, especially protagonists that you care about. But it was just a light bulb moment for me where, you know, it was like everybody writes a different kind of a book. And the fact that somebody else writes a different kind of book than yours doesn't mean it's, it's not good. It's, it's not um, legitimate. It's just, you know, different people have different approaches to the craft. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Gosh, there's so many. And there's so many times we've all looked at each other and been like, somebody write that down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but while you're talking, the one that just kind of whoop, 
into my head was when we were interviewing um, Kate Morton, who everybody, if you've been watching, knows is one of my favorite authors. Um, and she, yeah, one of one of Mary Kay's too. And she just has such a generous spirit, mm-hmm. right? She came on with just like wide open hearted, generous spirit. Same with Louise Penny. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of um, openness that, and she made a comment about, and I, I'm, it, it's not a direct quote, but it was essentially about trusting yourself in the process. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was struggling with an ending of a novel and I just... That trust yourself um, that when you are inside a story, that the answer is in there if you yeah. just keep going. And I, I just kind of grabbed onto that and kept going. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I, I was thinking the other day about um, Win Fan Kwe Mai. Do you remember her? Yes. We had her on for the Mountain Sing, yeah. and we had her on for she's her amazing. Movie. Oh, she's she's, she's incredible. Amazing. She's just in. An incredibly inspiring human being, as well as just a, a beautiful writer. Um, the first time we had her on, which I believe was maybe sometime over our first year, toward the end of our first year, I think it was March of 2021, something like that. Um, yeah. She taught us some Vietnamese proverbs, and they were proverbs that her mother had taught her that had stayed with her for all those years. And I've thought back to that so many times, not because she specifically told us this is how you apply these in writing, but because it reminded me how important those words are that we pass down to people we love, like these little nuggets of information that contain heart and advice and, you know, just something important, but all wrapped in words, like these feelings we pass that are wrapped in words. And I think it has made me more deliberate about... um, my work at the sentence level, like I think I, I have, I came to writing as a plotter, if that makes sense. Like I've always thought about books in terms of plot and dialogue. And this has made me more conscious of sometimes the choices that I can make um, with words to make sentences more meaningful or memorable, um, which I think has been an important step forward in my growth as a writer, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, she was very. Yeah, she's inspiring. incredible. Yeah. I mean, I bet we could sit here with all four hundred of our guests. Yeah, yeah, and list something yeah. we learned, or sometimes we laughed so hard we we almost had to get off the screen. Like, there's just been so many incredible moments. All right, talking about incredible moments. Sometimes it might look like that's all we ever have. So let's talk about vulnerability for a minute. I think that. Because we've written a combined 80 books or so between us, and 84 probably by the end of this year, I want to talk about a time you faced self-doubt in your writing over the past year since we started the show. Is it is there a time where you, Christy, you talked a little bit about doubting you could do the dual timeline, but is there another time where all of us have been like, I can't do it, Kristen? Yeah, you know, um, as you all, as you know, I stepped away for writing, from writing for a little bit um, through like the first half or so of 2023 as I was dealing with cancer treatments. And when I came back to the page, I really struggled. I, I really had that feeling of, do I, I don't know that I can do this. Like, what if my brain's not working the same way? What if I'm not able yeah. to plot the same way I used to? What if the words don't land on the page the same way they used to? Um, and at the beginning of it, they didn't. They they really didn't. I really, really, really struggled more than I have in the last decade of my career, um, getting those 
probably the first half of the book on the page. Um, but week after week, we kept talking to people. I kept hearing about other writers' struggles, their difficulties. Um, and that kept reminding me that everyone finds their way through it. If you're meant to write, um, you will find your way through it. And I, I think I have. I'm about to finish the first draft. And I, I think I think That's I have awesome. muddled my way through. <laughs> How about you, amazing. Christy? That's great. Well, <laughs> we never had a moment's doubt. In well, you, I, I did. Believe me. But thank you. <laughs> Glad you've got your mojo back. Um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, y'all know I had planned, I've had this series that was like all not plotted out because I'm not a plotter, but plotted enough that I knew what it was and I was all ready to go with it. And I was getting ready to start it. And I just got this idea that like hit me like a truck and like one morning and I texted you guys and was like, am I crazy? Should I do this? And it's something that was a little bit different for me. Um, and I am not through that. I mean, I've, I've finished it and I've turned it into my new editor. So just to add panic on panic, like let's write something a little different and then turn it into your new editor. Like, great. What a good idea. Like, the, <laughs> why, why? It's a great why? idea though. Why it was such a good idea. You could not, not write that. So, so anyway, I mean, I think that's always how it is though, right? Like I think every book we're always like, okay, is it right? Is it, are the readers yeah. going to like it? Is the editor going to like it? Is it going to resonate? Like, it's just always, we're always in a little bit of a place of, I mean, I remember somebody saying to me one time, like putting out a new book is like taking all your clothes off and walking down the street. And that's yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I've had those dreams, but you yeah. can Mary Kay. I feel vulnerable every time I sit down to write mm -hmm. every time. In fact, look, this is what I wrote on my clipboard by my keyboard in my office. I don't know if you can read that. Wow. It says, Aww. it says be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. It says, and that to me means take chances. That means um, believe in the process. But um, yeah, this this was a hard year for me. I um, came off a loss yeah. and had to, I turned in a, a, the Christmas book, Bright Lights, Big Christmas, and immediately started working on the book for this coming summer. And I really had so many doubts about that. Yeah. Is this book going to yeah. work? Is anybody going to buy it? Um, yeah. Is the, um, does the love story work? Does the, um, the mystery element work? Um, and I'm, I'm always full of self-doubt. People always laugh at me and say, Oh, how can that be? You know, you've written, you know, 32 novels, but every time, yeah. every time I sit down, I come to it um, with just, despair same same yeah i keep waiting for it to get easier and it doesn't you know i actually think it's getting harder yeah. like not the work itself the work is not getting harder but the the like self-doubt yeah i think and i don't know if it's i don't know if you guys feel this way but i think it's because like at the beginning you're like well this book's crap yes. and it takes like 5,000 people were going to read it and I'll move on. But it's like, it's like the stakes get higher they or do. something. Like yeah, the more, the more readers you have and the more people that you feel like are like, I don't want to say counting on your work, but that like they're yeah. expecting something from you and you want to be better for them. Yes. And I think that's yeah. where it comes from. Cause it's like, oh my goodness, like we're all people pleasers by nature. And yeah. now like we have even more people to please. Yeah. It's paralyzing <laughs> yeah. sometimes. It really is. Yeah. You know, I took a writer's uh, workshop with Sue Grafton when I was first 
um, writing fiction. And she said something that stuck, has stuck with me 32 years. And she, what she said was that every book you write will teach you what you need to write that book. Oh, Tragically, yeah. it does not translate to your next book. <laughs> that it's is true. true. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so for me, last year was the first year that this ever happened to me. I worked on a book for over a year that I put in the trash pile. And not literally, because it's in a folder I can open, but I put it away and it didn't work no matter how much I tried to make it work. And I trusted myself in that. And I remember whining about it last year when I was at the Kauai Writers Conference, not this past year, but the year before. And my friend Paula went, boo hoo. You think you're the only author that has ever had to put up a book that they worked on? I'm like, yes, I do think I'm the only one. Like, because it had never happened to me. I've been, I've had to deconstruct a book, redo a book, edit a book, put it away and come back to it. But I had never truly spent a year on a book that I put, put away and started over. And what I did was I had a pity party and I got slapped around to come out of it. And I took all my favorite parts or the parts that mattered out of that novel, the themes and the parts that worked. And I started over. I didn't go back to that book and pull out scenes. I didn't, I just took the parts that mattered to me and I started all over chapter one, page one. Wow. I, this is going to sound dramatic, but like, I remember I was driving to River Dunes on this like back road to go to a book event. Dramatic. You called me and you were like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm just, I'm going to get rid of it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Cause it's like the most horrifying thing to yeah. imagine like this, yep. all this work and all these hours and then starting over, but you did it. And but it I was have the right to. Thing. It was the right thing. It, you it was have a to great thing. I love this new novel. I love the novel where I took out the parts. And we say this, and sometimes it might sound like we're trying to soothe ourselves or make it better. Nothing is ever wasted. No. The, that year of writing that 120,000 words oh, led me to the words yep. that I wrote this past yeah, year. Sure. And I couldn't have the book I have now yeah. if I hadn't written the one that you'll never see. So. Uh, you know, but I think people need to know that. And you'll hear Kristen talk about Hannah, talk about this in the new year, about how different the women, her new novel is than the book she started with and how much she threw away. And it sounds horrifying, but sometimes, and I hope it doesn't happen again. That's what happens to get to where you're going. Yeah. But it was awful. Yeah. All right. Since this is our first episode of the New Year's, ladies, you know we can't escape without this. I want to ask you not for one New Year's, but two New Year's resolutions. One for your writing and one for your life. Christy, you're up. Okay, one for my writing. And I, I try to do this, but and I've gotten a little better, but I'm not great. So my big writing resolution is just write first. Like first thing in the day, first thing in the morning, before the emails, before the text, before the work, before the anything, like write first. And then for my life, um, I think this is one that we, that's like really for all of us. I know we're all really bad about just 
never taking a day really off. Like we never yeah. really take a day Ever. off because we, we tour so much. And then it's like, yes. you can't come home and be like, well, I'm going to take Monday and Tuesday off because you have a job to do. Like yeah. you have so a life. I think just being more intentional about really trying, like when I'm not drafting and when I'm not traveling to like really schedule some days, like, I mean, Saturdays or Sundays or whatever, where like I'm not working. Yep. Yeah. And it's a challenge really for the four of us. Just, yeah, it just is. a few. It doesn't have to be every weekend or every Saturday. It's not realistic, but you know, sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah. you have to fill the well. I mean, that's um, yeah. Julia Cameron's whole yeah. thing in the artist way with artist date. You know, last week, Christy, I had a million things to do. My house is under renovation. I was on my way to an event in Atlanta and I left three hours early so that I could just wander around Scotty Antique Mart by myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is my artist date. It might yeah. only be three hours yeah. and I might not be looking for anything. I was, but I mean, <laughs> I think, I think that, um, that's really important. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. Well, my writing life, my writing resolution and my life resolution are actually the same, mm. which is to be more present. Mm. This has been a crazy time year in so many good ways. My novel came out. I was on the road. I renovated my house. And there were so many times that I was spinning, like my top was spinning. And I look back and there are some really beautiful moments that I, I wish I would have just stopped mm. and said, this is incredible. What is happening to me right now is incredible. Yeah. And it comes from years of work and writing 18 books and, and instead of like just hurrying. So yeah. I really want to, in both ways, on the page and in my life, be more present. Yeah, my personal resolution is probably pretty much that too. Um, you know, Noah, my son, uh, is seven now. He'll be eight in February. And there are days that, and, and it's because of the same kind of workaholic urge that you were just talking about, Christy, and and it, Patty also with, you know, not being present enough. It, it's that feeling of like, I have to get so many things done. And I, I always feel like I'm running several steps behind that yeah. I have the tendency to sit at my computer, you know, to wake up early, to sit at my computer, you know, to let my husband help get him ready in the morning. I see him for like two seconds before he leaves. And, and, and most, most mornings I'm better, but sometimes I'm not. And there are days that he gets home from school and I'm busy because I have stuff I still need to do. And I barely see him and, you know, and then I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And like, I need to do better with that. Like I need, just as you said, Patty, like I need to be present in those moments that I'm actually with him and make more of them. That's, I think my, my resolution and my commitment to myself. Um, professionally, I really want to crack this TV and film writing thing in 2024. It's something I've toyed with a little bit over the years. Um, you know, I've tried, I've written scripts. I've, um, I've worked on developing some things. Like I really want this to be the year that I figure it out and that that is something that that I can add to my skill set in a way that serves my my novel writing better too. How about you, Mary Kay? Awesome. You know, I think uh, if I have a word for 2024, it's the resolution uh, for my per personal and professional life, and it's joy. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I want to rediscover the joy in writing, and I want to rediscover the joy in life. Yeah. Um, I finished, you know, I, I toured for Bright Lights Big Christmas from the end of September all the way until this past Sunday. I had one last event. But I last week, I, I called a friend who I hadn't seen in over a year. 
And I said, hey, let's get lunch. Mm. Let's get lunch. And then I called another friend and mm. said, I had lunch with her yesterday. And then I emailed a friend whose husband is in hospice care. And I said, let's have lunch. So I, uh, even if it's just lunch, that's, I'm just going to try to um, be more present and remember to take time for the things that matter. And that's friends and family, not just friends in fiction, friends and family. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, ladies, I think this new year is going to be really wonderful. All of us will be on tour, including some events together. And we've got an absolutely killer lineup of author guests for the new year. In summary, we are the Friends in Fiction show. Stories are our thing. And we will be here talking about them with a new author guest every single week, all year long. We are so excited you're with us, everyone. It is our commitment to you that we'll keep working hard to find new and innovative ways to deliver you the very best literary conversations and literary content. And we're excited about the changes we have coming in 2024. So we'll be back next week with more. And if you want to be the very first to hear our work weekly interviews, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. You can listen in your car, while you do dishes, go grocery shopping, walk on the treadmill, or like Christy, on your Peloton. <laughs> That's right. Whatever. We don't care how you listen to us. Just listen to us and watch us. It's like friends and fiction in your pocket. You can take us with you wherever you go. We are excited to see you on the road this year, too. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at friendsandfiction.com so that you are the very first to know when tour tickets, merch, and VIP experiences go on sale. Don't forget, you can find all of our books and those by all of our guests in the Friends in Fiction shop on bookshop.org. Bookshop is a great way to support indies, our show, and our guests. Take a look at our first quarter lineup and stock up now so you're sure to have all our guests' books as soon as they're released. So everyone, Happy New Year. Thanks for being with us every single week. And we will tune in next week and see all of you there. Bye, Bye everyone. Thank you for tuning in. You can join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live show airs on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Also, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here.